You may be seated for just a moment. Over the past uh, year or so, uh, as we have gathered on these nights of worship, we've been spending time uh, considering the seven major words in the Bible, in the Old Testament, used uh, for praise or worship. And tonight, we're looking at the word brach. Uh, you can't say it without rolling your tongue, and Americans aren't very good at that. Uh, so try, try to do that with me. Brach, say that. Brach, brach. You've got to lick your lips a little bit and just... Just say it one more time. Brock, brock, brock. One of the more common words used in the Old Testament. It's used about 330 times. And it means to bless or to honor. It's the idea of giving something of value to someone else, to esteem them. The literal meaning of the word means to kneel, to bend the knee as one would kneel uh, before a king, as one would lower themselves physically before one of... Uh, high respect, worthy of high respect. It is used uh, of a blessing that uh, we pronounce on one another. You might be familiar with Numbers 624, where it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The the Lord brock you. The Lord honor you and esteem you and keep you. But most often it's used as an expression uh, of blessing uh, toward God. Just picture in your mind a loyal subject of a king before the throne as an act of adoration and honor and praise and respect and worship. We bow, we bow the head, we bend the knee, we brock the Lord our God in reverence and awe, acknowledging the unmatched splendor and glory of the one who is worthy, our King, our God. First Chronicles 29, 20 says, Then God said to the assembly, Now bless, Barak, the Lord your God, and all the assembly blessed. Barak, the Lord, the God of their fathers, and bowed low. There's that physical image. Bowed low and did homage to the Lord and to the king. That's what you do when you Barak. You physically bow low and do homage. You acknowledge their worthiness by admitting your unworthiness. Psalm 95, 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. There's that physical image again. Let us kneel, Barak, before the Lord our Maker. Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. This is really interesting because the English Standard Version uh, translates uh, the word Barak and it's, as exalt. NIV uses the word bless. I will, I will barack the Lord at all times. I will kneel down before the Lord at all times. I will exalt the Lord at all times. How do you exalt? You exalt by bowing. You kneel before the king. I bend my knee in deference to the majesty of God. Think about kneeling. Kneeling is hard. The older I get, the harder it is. It's hard to get down. It's even harder to get back up. And for any of us, kneeling is not, is not a comfortable position to be in. When we kneel, we don't kneel for long. Kneeling is hard. Kneeling is humbling. You would never kneel before someone to whom you felt superior. Kneeling is an acknowledgement that the one before you is greater than you, more worthy than you. And kneeling is vulnerable. You put yourself in a posture inhibiting your ability to protect or defend yourself. You're kind of subjecting yourself to the power of the one to whom you kneel. How do I exalt the Lord? How do you exalt the one? Here's the, here, how do you exalt the one who's already exalted? 
Psalm 46.10 says, I will be exalted in all the earth. I will be exalted. Jesus said, if you don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. The heavens are already declaring the glory of God. How do you exalt one who is already exalted? You cannot make him. You cannot put him any higher. Now, uh, Tim, you're sitting down, which means I'm taller than you. If you were to stand next to me, that, would, that wouldn't happen. But now that you're sitting, um, I'm a little taller. And if you were to bow before me, I would be even taller. My height has not changed. But his perception of me has been transformed. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Friends, you cannot exalt the Lord without lowering yourself. The only way that you will lift the Lord up is to lower yourself. In worship, you humble yourself. You submit yourself to the one who is worthy to be exalted. That's why we bow. That's why we kneel. Not just to acknowledge the rightful place of God, but to acknowledge our rightful place before God. The Lord cannot be lifted without you being lowered. And isn't that our problem? Let me be honest. You don't mind, be, you don't mind lifting someone up, else up as long as you're not lowered <laughs> before them. Be honest. I mean, when was the last time you took issue with the God of the heavens for the way he demonstrated his sovereignty in your life. Instead of bowing in surrender to his will, you stood arguing for your position. Like a child, you've heard this before, who is forced by his mother to sit in his high chair. The parent ultimately wins the battle, but the war is far from over. As the child declares, I might be sitting down on the outside, but I am standing up on the inside. How many times in your dealings with God have you yielded but have not surrendered? Where you've given in but you've not given up. Where you've bent the knee but you've not submitted the heart. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. Friends, you cannot bargain and bow at the same time. To kneel is to say with your whole heart, not my will, but yours be done. To kneel is to acknowledge the goodness of God when it does not feel good. To embrace the faithfulness of God when you can't see him working. To rest in his good purpose when you're not even sure what that purpose is. You cannot lift the Lord without lowering yourself. And that's what we're going to do in these next few moments. Barak is a term to be understood literally. In the Old Testament, people physically bent the knee in an act of exalting their king. They bowed below physically to lift up their God. So I'm going to ask John to come. He's going to kind of set the tone. And we're going to... I, Let's just get the awkwardness out of the room, okay? Because you're not, some of you are tense. Some of you are, okay. Someone said to me earlier this week, are we going to have to do anything weird?
Sometimes weird is good. Sometimes we have to be humbled when we don't want to be humbled. So I'm, I'm, right, th- I'm, I'm right there with you. So I'm, I'm going to do this too. So you just, you just get all of this stuff out of, you know, what's gonna, what are people going to think of me? Well, they're not going to be thinking about you because they're going to be thinking about themselves and how awkward it is for them. Okay? So just, just get all of that. Get out of your comfort zone and get into the heart of hearts for you where you, you want to lift him up. But what does that mean for you? Where have you hung on to your agenda? Where have you argued with him for your position? What is it that you're wanting that you're not getting from him, not willing to let go and let him work in your life his good purpose for you? Where do you need to confess your pride, your unwillingness to bow, to thank him for his goodness already expressed in your life? I'm going to pray, and then Tim uh, and the band are going to come and lead us in this next part of worship. But right now, would you, uh, and it'll probably be easier for you to just turn around and kneel toward the back of your chair. So let's do that right now. I'm going to give you a moment. You've already bowed physically. Now you need to bow spiritually. You need to bend the knee and bow the head to a sovereign good God and confess your need of him, to confess the pride that has kept you from him, and to pour out your praise for his goodness. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God, you are worthy of praise. You are worthy of your praise. Whether we give it or not, you are exalted in all the earth. And so we want to be a part of your creation tonight that declares your glory with a bowed head and a bent knee and a surrendered heart. We acknowledge you as the only one worthy of praise. You are the God of forgiveness and mercy, a God of healing and redemption. You are the God of indescribable goodness and incomparable greatness. To you and you only do we give our praise. God of redemption, a God whose only response from us can be a humble and grateful heart. 
We surrender to you. We give ourselves to you. We willingly submit our agenda and our lives to your rule and reign. You are the authority. You are the master. You are the king. We are your most humble and unworthy servants. To obey you is our highest honor and privilege. To love you is our heart's desire. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, authority before all time and now and forevermore. And everyone said, amen, amen.